This podcast is not safe for work and will feature movie spoilers. It will feature scenes described of a graphic nature. It will contain language which most listeners may find offensive. Welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. Hi everyone and welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. This is episode 479. I'm your host Duncan McLeish. Welcome to the show. We are kicking off our official October content right here. This is a month where every single day you'll be getting a brand new episode of podcast Under the Stairs and it's going to be a hodgepodge of lots of different ideas bringing slightly different themes than we would do generally in October and we have done over the last nine years of podcasting but also hopefully bringing you a ton of fun content and one of the things we're going to be doing this month is returning to a series of films that we reviewed so long ago it's unbelievable. Now I know what you're thinking Duncan there are so many horror movies out there that there should be no need for us to look back and review And I would say you're right to an extent, however, as movies slowly find themselves continually changing in terms of the format and the way that we can experience them, specifically new remasters, special editions, it does give us the opportunity to go back and revisit movies that we haven't seen in a while or sometimes discover titles that we've never seen before. And... I had about two or three different ideas of what I wanted to do this October in terms of running through a trilogy. Originally, the idea was to do the old Argento Animal Trilogy and I had it all set up and it was all locked in place and then I thought, how very predictable are you, Duncan, to bring the Argento Animal Trilogy to your podcast? People are going to expect that because they know how much you love him. And then... With that in mind, arguing with myself like a madman, which is never great in October, I decided that, you know what, with the Arrow video about to release a brand new 4K UHD master of Lucio Filci's City of the Living Dead, what better time to sit down and revisit? Yes, spend a bit of time and get knuckle deep into the the, the ghoulish bills of the Gates of Hell trilogy, a trilogy which has my favourite Filchy movie of all time, but also surrounds itself with some incredible gothic haunting storytelling mixed with the macabre that you could only expect from the Godfather of Gore. So on this episode here, we will be covering City of the Living Dead from 1980. And over another two instalments dropping this month, we'll be covering his follow-up, The Beyond, in my opinion, his best movie. And then finishing off in style with uh, House by the Cemetery, which is the final movie we'll cover 
towards the end of the month. These three episodes will be scattered amongst a myriad of other episodes that you can expect. Predominantly this month, a series on Rawhead Rex, where we split up into five minute reviewable chunks and then mix up the order of the releases. It's fun, we did it with PCs over on the podcast recently before transitioning over into video and... For the most part, you guys enjoyed it. We'll see if it works in video format. I get a feeling it's going to be a little bit more frustrating. But why be like every other channel that you follow on YouTube? So before we jump to the trailer, remember and hit that subscribe button so you get a little notification when we drop a brand new video, which will be every single day this month. And also make sure you um, interact with me. Leave some comments and we'll, we'll interact over there and chat away in the in the feeds below speaking of feeds below there's something feeding below the ground something feeding below the ground of salem so let's do this we are going to take a short break and you're going to see the trailer for city of the living dead when we return it's time to talk about Fucci's first entry in the gates of hell trilogy Welcome back. So yeah, the Gates of Hell trilogy begin here with uh, City of the Living Dead, aka the Gates of Hell. Um, this is essentially his first entry. He will knock out these three movies in pretty quick succession. Within three years, you'll have all three movies. And in between, it somehow manages to still direct The Black Cat, an adaptation of the Edgar Allan Poe story, which is grossly underseen and surprisingly nasty. He just somehow managed to find time to do it. Lucio Fulci really is one of those stalwart workhorses who did a ton of stuff until he found his place with Zombie Flesh Eaters and then from that point onwards pretty much dedicated himself to outgrossing himself as much as possible throughout the early to mid 80s and then making perplexing and ultimately bizarre choices through the late 80s into the early 90s before he passed away. Now I have my iPad here, it has tons of details so let's get through them. This is uh, directed obviously by the, the godfather of gore himself, the maestro Lucio Fulci, who also worked on the story were Dardano Sarchetti, whose name is among so many classics from... Um, the Italian cinema, the genre cinema specifically of the time. Um, it is, of course, inspired by H.P. Lovecraft and Clark Ashton Smith. Stars Christopher George, who's top billing here. Uh, we recently talked about him in Pieces, when we did Pieces in Pieces. Uh, great genre actor, a uh, ton of fun, great to see him here. Uh, Catrona McCall, we've got Carlo De Mio, uh, Antonella Integri, Giovanni Lombardo Radice. We actually just spoke about him yesterday when we covered his uh, The Edge of the Park, the Ruggiero Diodato film. Um, 
there's tons of other people in here, but let's talk about other things that we should take note of. One of the big things, Fabio Frizzi here, um, beginning his uh, his work throughout the, the, the scores of this trilogy, absolutely incredible score for this one. Um, it's so powerful and haunting and just badass. So we love a little bit of Frizzy here. Um, we also have, and this is very much worth our time, uh, cinematography here by Sergio Salvati. He like delivers this kind of weird, kind of ethereal, almost gothic dreamlike nightmarish cinematography throughout this entire movie. It's kind of spellbinding to look at and even on the 4K UHD that I got from Cauldron, looking forward to getting that Arrow one as well, just to double it out, because you can never have too many 4K UHD copies of the same movie. It looks fucking stunning remastered, so, you know, amazing to see that. You also have specifically here um, some of the special effects here done by Gino De Rossi and Franco Ruffini. Uh, Gino De Rossi here, like, delivering the goods for sure. I know a lot of people, I myself am one of them, who will always lean down and say, you know, the Beyond is the is the one where all the sweet spots are hit. You only have to look at the acid melt on the face scene, which we'll talk about when we come to review that movie, to sit there and go, this is just like top tier special effects. Say the Living Dead has consistently gross effects, which weirdly feel grounded for the majority of the movie. Um, we'll always go back to the drill scene, which to this day I still think holds up regardless of the master that is put through. But like the puking of the guts, um, even the hanging effect is really, really, really well done. It's very difficult to see the strings behind it. So it's worth mentioning that as well. Uh, as always, we like to cover a little bit of the synopsis so I can put this iPad down and make full eye contact and get on with this here. The synopsis for this movie is... A reporter and a psychic race to close the gates of hell after the suicide of a clergyman caused them to open, allowing the dead to rise from their graves. So yeah, we have psychics, we have reporters, we have police, we have a conspiracy, we have a priest inexplicably committing suicide, um, and this vision being relayed uh, to Katrona McCall, who sees it as the, the, the beginning of the end of the world, a rupture and a fissure being created by the, the suicide of this priest to open the gates of hell, and then a race against time as we travel from New York to um, to Dunwich, to Salem, to close the gates of hell uh, for good. Meanwhile, Fulci doesn't play it safe here, so he comes off doing zombie flesh eaters, which is like an unabashed Dawn of the Dead. I was going to say rip-off. Rip-off's maybe not fair. I can, uh, a Fulci reimagining, how about that, of, of, the, of the, the zombie movie, the Dawn of the Dead movie. And what you get is a, a very crisp idea of very flaky, kind of patchy looking zombies in that movie. This movie, we're not necessarily dealing with zombies, they're more ghouls than anything else. Um, 
their modus operandi is not to eat brains. In fact, in a lot of occasions here, the zombies or ghouls are killing people without the necessity to eat brains. In fact, they, they appear to be more satisfied with pulling them out the back of your head than they do necessarily about chomping down uh, for a bit of sustenance. So you have that element in there as well. But they also appear to just appear, which is one of the things I kind of love about this. Yes, they will want to come out of the ground, but at the same time, they appear to almost, in that kind of nightmarish dream logic that the movie puts forward, uh, materialise and dematerialise at a whim whenever they want. It's really, really, really well done. The movie itself also has an idea of grounding itself in areas which people will feel familiar with, whether it's either small town Americana, the big city, um, but ultimately this movie ends in the most gothic of places, in, in catacombs and tombs underneath the town, which feels very much of that kind of gothic era, you know, it, it, it leans into that, and when I say it leans into it, it, it more than just nudges, it full force rams the, the viewer into these catacombs by the end of the movie, you're watching something that feels very traditional, very gothic, and it, it really, really works. Meanwhile, Frizzy's score is monotonous in the best possible way. It's kind of militarily timed up with what you're seeing, and it has this pace and intensity which pushes through the entire movie. Every time you kind of feel like you're getting a little bit of respite here, it comes back to remind you of the ever-present horror within the movie. One of the big criticisms about this movie, and I've been one to lump it in here as well, is that it does have a bizarre ending. And let's be honest, when we see Fulci and Bizarre, there are different levels to that. And depending on what your mood is and your tolerance is for a bit of tomfoolery, those endings can go many different ways. Um, and his weirdness as well. I think the end of this movie kind of weirdly works for me, even though it does kind of feel like one, we ran out of budget, and two, we ran out of ideas. Uh, the idea of characters running towards a screen and the screen itself cracking, um, almost like a break in reality, or a wake-up of a dream, mm. is kind of cool conceptually. The effect is a bit iffy. And that's one of those things that, regardless how well we remaster this, it still looks a little bit iffy. It never really fully cleans up. But, in a movie which has prefaced itself by being the kind of, the haunted illusions, the nightmarish dreams of, of the viewer, being dragged into a world of uncertainty with things that shouldn't make sense to natural law, the idea of the screen cracking at the end, like I say, almost as if the viewer is waking up. You know, why not? Why not? Like, how else is it going to end? We continue on the fight or the evil is vanquished. We've seen umpteen movies that do that. Fulci himself has actually done that. And on the weird scale, this ain't no cat in the brain. So, you know what I mean? This is still relatively grounded. Um, it lacks the punch that something like The Beyond has. The Beyond has maybe one of my favourite horror endings of all time. And it kind of feels like Fulci is experimenting with ideas. I mean, the theme of The Gates of Hell is a kind of loose conceptual trilogy that he's put together and that the three movies are of different locations 
where gates of hell are placed. Now, you could argue that maybe he took that idea from Argento. It was like, well, Argento is doing, you know, his Three Mothers trilogy and, you know, one of them set in Italy, one of them set in Germany and maybe the next one set somewhere else. Um, maybe there's a bit of that. I don't know. I, I, I'm cynically going to say maybe not, knowing that Argento and Filci didn't necessarily see eye to eye. I don't know if that's enough to spring an idea, because Inferno came out in 1980, so like time-wise, this movie coming out the same year, Argento already doing a sequel where he's kind of putting forward the idea of there's this, these three mothers in these three central areas, and then Filci also going, well, I've got a trilogy that I could do, and it, you know, has three hell holes. Um, so yeah, let's do that. Maybe who knows? Who knows? Um, it is one of those ones that feels out of the three, the one that's most solid. Uh, whilst I prefer the Beyond, and once again we'll cover that in another episode. The Beyond does have moments where the cracks do show, and I don't mean cracked screens. I mean things like poor animatronic spiders. A plot that kind of is never really fulfilled based on what's set up at the start. This one feels a, a lot more linear and in a lot of respects, even though it is playing much more with the idea of dream logic, a lot more satisfying. It does have a clear through line of we start in a place, we prophesize this priest's death, which is going to open this hellhole, we're going to go here and close it down, and these are the steps we need to do. A to B to C to close. Um, Whereas you could argue that Beyond has a weird kind of temporal, almost paradoxical look in the middle and then, you know, House by the Cemetery in itself has a weird idea of what it's doing as well. So you could say this one's the one that's most played straight and it feels weird saying that because it's still an inherently goofy Fulci movie in the best possible way, infinitely entertaining and always reapproachable. This is always one that, you know, with very minimal effort you can put on, get a big bowl of popcorn, couple of beers on a Friday night and have a fucking ball watching. So it's kind of awesome to see that for sure. It's about to get released in the UK on 4K UHD, but in the States, Cauldron just put it out on 4K UHD and what a print it is, ladies and gents. So if you're over in the States, you want to check it out, even though they're region free, that's why I got it. Um, 4K UHD is region free anywhere you are, so you can buy any of the, the prints. I'm going to end up with two, essentially. The Arrow one I'm really interested about because my first initial copy was from Arrow um, and I've owned it. I've got two copies from Arrow. I've got the original white box that they released and also the limited edition steelbook of it as well. I actually think, sorry, I've got three copies. I've got the 2K remaster they put out a few years ago as well as a collector's edition and now I'm going to own the 4K UHD as well. You know, imagine that my wife loves me. Um, so yeah, I'm interested to see what they do. I'm interested to see if it's a similar print or if how the prints deviate, but what I can tell you right now is it is an incredible movie and one that's kind of begging for a revisit about this time of the year. If you don't break out some Fulci in October, I'm just going to say you might not love Halloween as much as the rest of us horror-loving fans do. Uh, always full of atmosphere, always full of gore, always full of maggots, 
like maggots and wind machines. That's Filchy. That's his MO, ladies and gents. That's his MO. Uh, when it comes to scoring this movie, I give it a five. I love it. Be prepared to see fives dished out willy-nilly this uh, this run. But I do. I, I absolutely love it by our standards. I think it's it's a great release. Um, and like I say, looking forward to that Arrow one when it launches. I will be doing two more of this style of review this month. So please keep your eyes peeled for that. And in between the Rawhead Rex content that you're getting all 17 episodes that will be dropping covering that out of order. We'll also have uh, my daughter joining me for a review of Friday the 13th on, wait for it, Friday the 13th. We're doing part three, the 3D one. Uh, we're finally reaching that title. And we'll also have a review, a very special one, because you guys asked for it, where myself, my daughter and my wife are sitting down discussing Blair Witch Project, which she and her mother had never seen before. So that one in itself is illuminating as well. So tons of content coming this month, as well as a recap episode, which is going to pick my top five favourite and least five favourite titles from my 31 of October. So switching it up this year, not doing recap of all 31 movies. Instead, I'm going to rank my top five and the bottom five of what I selected to watch this month. So to make sure that you don't miss out on any of that content, please hit subscribe. Uh, leave comments in the comment section below. Um, if you're checking us out on Spotify for the, the, the podcast people or Anchor out there, um, please answer the question that I posed. It's just basically, do you enjoy City of the Living Dead by Fulci? And then on top of that, ladies and gents, if you listen to us in audio format and any of the podcatchers out there, then a simple request, hit subscribe. There is over 1,250 episodes of the podcast under the stairs available for you to check out in our catalogue there. Hit subscribe and you'll never miss anything released from this channel. Thank you very much for checking this one out. I hope you guys have a phenomenal October. And uh, yeah, we'll be back tomorrow with some Rawhead Rex action. So wherever you are, wherever the time zone is, and whatever you're up to in this big bad world of ours, please take care of yourselves out there. This is Duncan McLeish broadcasting live from under the stairs, and I am signing off.